and we are live with Living the Guide Life today, and we have Miles Williamson on, um, Wicked Media Productions he runs. If you haven't seen it, make sure to go check it out, and uh, we're back and ready to roll. <laughs> Gonna hopefully keep rolling it on and uh, keep getting new people on every week for you guys. It's been, been a tough spell with working and all that kind of stuff. Haven't really had a bunch of time to be able to record, but now now we got some open and uh, free time, so we're ready to rock. So, we are brought to you by Chasing Fowl Outfitters today. Make sure to go check out our outfit. Um, if you are a Mankato or Minnesota resident, we actually have Hockey Day Minnesota coming up here um, the 21st and 22nd of January. So, there will be an outdoor show down here in Mankato. Make sure to come check us out at the booth that we have there. We're going to have merch. We're going to have some Pacific calls, and uh, we'll be ready to roll. So make sure to check all that stuff out, and uh, I'm going to give a second here to Bourbon Media. If you're a small business owner in the outdoor industry, we get it. The words digital marketing can be intimidating. You're a grunt work, sweat it out, bust your chops kind of person who's addicted to progress and put all of your time and energy into operating your business. We at Bourbon Media can help you push it even further. We're digital marketing experts. I'm talking web development, content creation, social media management, SEO, paid advertising, the whole nine yards. And as fellow outdoorsmen, we know the industry. Keep your business up to date and expand your reach with digital marketing that is directed at your core market. We are Bourbon Media. Cheers to progression. And that wraps things up for Bourbon Media. Um, but we are also brought to you by Pacific Calls. If you haven't checked out what they have got going over there, they got it all. I mean, I was running the PCG and four of a kind goose call this year. Absolutely loved it. Very easy to blow. Um, PCG is probably the one for starters. Um, I feel like that was an easier call to blow. I mean, just in general. Um, and I feel like people that are really getting into it, that's probably the call I would go for. But I love both of them to death. I uh, love my Pacific calls, and I want you guys to make sure to check all their stuff out. They're always coming up with new um, logos and all that kind of stuff, new merch. So you got to stay on top of that while you can because it is some sweet shit over there. Also, we are brought to you by Mallard Bay. Um, they are new to the scene this year in a sense. Um, make sure to check out them for all your guiding needs. So if you're looking to book a hunt and you want an easy way to find a guide service in an area that you like or an area that you want to try out, I mean, they make it very easy for you. Look up the state you want to go hunting, look up the species you want to hunt, and it should just pop it right up for you. It's about as simple as that, guys. Chasing Fowl Outfitters is part of their page, so you can look at us through there, but I mean... It's just a very simple way to get people connected with guides in uh, very little time and just a great place to go search around. Um, just new deals and stuff like that. So make sure to check out Mallard Bay. And that'll be it for today. We're, uh, we're ready to roll. Got the pup with me, and uh, I hope you guys really enjoy this one.
Alrighty, and we are live with the Living the Guide Life podcast today, and we have Miles Williamson on. Um, he runs Wicked Media Productions and uh, just kind of travels all over. So, Miles, how are you doing? Good, help yourself, man. Doing well. Just got back back to my home. I was up at the parents for Christmas, and now we're ready to rock and roll. Hell yeah. Sounds like it's the same with you. Yes, sir. Yes, good old good old break for Christmas and going to be right back at it. Oh, I hear you on that. How long of uh did you fly up there or did you drive up there? Yeah, I flew. I so I flew out of Lubbock and then I went to Dallas and then Dallas to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. I got you. I got you. And what has uh what has your year looked like so far? What's oh, uh man. <laughs> from the start of the season to now, what's it kind of looked like? Uh so right now. Um, I'm stationed in Texas right now. I've been there since uh, about the beginning of November, but uh, this year started now September, uh, early season hawker hunt in Wisconsin with some homies back at home. Uh, I was there for about a week and then uh, got shipped up to uh, Canada, was up in Saskatchewan uh, this fall, doing a bunch of stuff up there, was up there for about a month and a half, about to the middle of October, end of October roughly, and then Came home for about two weeks or so and uh, did some post-production stuff uh, from up there and all down to Texas. And I'm down there until uh, about the end of January. And then we'll go down to Mexico. I'll be down in Mexico for about three weeks doing a bunch of stuff down there. And then we'll get back into Texas and then I'll head over to Arkansas this spring for a couple of weeks. And then doing a little fun hunting in Missouri. And then um, the rest of the year is chasing turkeys Fair all the way up until June. Fair enough. Where are you chasing turkeys at? Dude, all over. All over? <laughs> all over. All over, yeah. So I got hooked up with Chase 49. I'm not sure if you know them or not. Yeah. Ever heard of them? Yeah. Yeah, so I got hooked up with them last year. God, I don't know why. We went to, I want to say, eight or nine different states last spring. So okay. I'm not really sure what the schedule looks like for this spring, but last year we went to, uh, yeah, we went a little East coast. We did some Virginia stuff. Uh, we went to Georgia, Mississippi, and then we did some West coast, Northwest stuff, went to Oregon, uh, Idaho, Montana, Washington, Mon- yes, and Montana. Yep. I think that was all hit them all wow. right there. Wow. That's, that's traveling. Yeah, it's uh, it's a busy lifestyle, man. Oh fuck, I heard that. You said Mexico. What the hell are you doing down in Mexico? Chasing ducks? Yeah, chasing ducks, chasing ducks and doves. Uh, yeah. Usually dove hunting. Dove hunting is usually like August, September time. I actually didn't go this year. Um, last year I went for a couple weeks, but um, yeah, chasing redheads, some puddle ducks, doing tree ducks, cinnamon teal. Uh, pintails stuff like that fair enough what's the limit like down there for <laughs> liberal yeah i mean i mean it's uh you buy you buy a tag and a tag gets 25 25 ducks i guess oh, and wow. you can buy unlimited amount of tags so i mean i guess there really isn't a limit down there <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a hunter's dream man it's yeah a hunter's dream how much does it cost for one of those tags? Gosh, I wouldn't know. 
honestly. It can't be. I don't think it's that much. Honestly, I, really I can't imagine. Because I feel like it's I see a bunch much. of guys just fucking smashing up piles of ducks down there. Yeah, it's like, like it's crazy. You know, like you go guys on redheads, you know, down the Texas area, you got, I don't know how many you could kill two, I think one, two. Yeah. Something like that. And yeah. something like that small number, you know, and then yeah. you go, you know, you can go 15 miles across the border. You can kill, you know, three, 400 in a day or yeah. whatever you want. <laughs> Just fucking mop them up. That's wild. Wow. It is wild. It's something, it's something to see. Oh yeah. I believe it. And are you going to be guiding down there or filming or what do you got going down there? Straight filming. Straight filming. Straight filming. So is that basically yes. what you're doing is just straight filming? Or yep. I, so I don't really, well, I, I don't guide at all. Okay. So just straight um, it's filming. It's just straight, straight behind the camera. Yep. Fair enough. And how'd you get into that gig? How'd you get into filming and photography and stuff like that? It's a, it's an interesting story. You know, a lot of people don't know about it. And I yeah. kind of keep it away, keep it away from a lot of people. Um, you know, the people close to me, I guess, really know the true story behind it all. But, you know, I guess the way to put it is, you know, everybody's young and dumb and makes yeah. mistakes, you know, as young kids. And, you know, you all got your moments. But bring it all together. Um, back when I was 15, so I'm 20 right now, um, you know, me and my buddies thought we were invincible. And got some trouble with you know the fishing game and really uh sent me back and ended up with actually a three-year suspension from all oh. hunting and fishing yeah. as a 15 year old yep so it really uh it really flipped flipped the life you know upside down it really uh yeah. really took me for a turn and uh it really showed me showed me a bunch of life lessons and you know, the closest thing I guess I could get back into hunting was, you know, picking up a camera. It's just decided to pick up one camera one day, you know, cheap Nikon. Yeah. I think it was a Nikon D3400 or something like that. And <coughs> was just chasing ducks and geese around in the spring, taking pictures. You know, yeah. It's the closest thing I guess I could get to hunting. Um, and then it just grew from there, man. It grew from there. And I actually had a buddy who raced motocross at my high school okay. invited me out to uh finding me out to a track and then that kind of started the whole the whole shebang um started filming motocross went to one motocross race and fell in love with that and yeah. you know the rest is history really and started to travel you know chasing races amateur races across you know the midwest and started filming that and started building the name a little bit and then yeah. uh, got picked up by Shane. I think you know who Shane is, right? Yeah. Shane Herman, yeah. Yeah. Got picked up with him. I actually, uh, I actually hunted with him uh, in Missouri one time, spring snow goose hunting. Okay. And <laughs> hunting with him, that's kind of how I got the contact into the waterfall industry. And he picked me up. He said, "Hey, man, let's let's bring you down to Texas one time and let's see what you got." And Really, the rest is history, and now I'm traveling with them boys all across the country and yeah. just living the dream. Oh, hell yeah, brother. Gotta love that. Just yeah, gotta... it's, a, it's, a wild, it's a wild story. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's not how, you know, a lot of people come up through the photography, but, you know, it was, yeah, it, it's saved me. 
it yeah. really saved me. You know, it's it was the worst thing, worst thing that's ever happened to me by far. But you know, also at the same token, is it's probably the best thing, and I'm I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful it happened, and it yeah, uh, it made me who I am today. Oh, absolutely! I hear you on that. I mean, yeah, it's a shitty deal, but at the same time, got you into photography and got you rolling with that. So it's like, I don't know. There's two sides to the story. Just how you look at yep. it. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Tell me a little bit about Canada. How is Canada this year? Oof. Yeah. It's, uh, it was, it was nuts. Um, the spring snow goose was a lot of, or not the spring, my bad. You'll have to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, the snow goose hunt, <laughs> the snow goose hunt was, uh, was phenomenal, man. It was, uh, it was something to see. I've never seen anything like that. Um, yeah. the snow goose hunt was, was phenomenal. Um, our ducks, we never really got our ducks. We never really got yeah. cold enough up there. Uh, we had a lot of local ducks, and we were being on a lot of local ducks, mainly the whole time. Hawker mm. um, hunting was a little tougher, um, but, you know, them snow geese were, were the bread and butter. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It looks like you guys had a fucking hell of a time with the snow geese. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it's uh, pretty, uh, pretty easy to get get your limit up there it's some of the dumbest birds i've ever seen yeah <laughs> i feel like the fall i mean even in north dakota they're just fucking stupid like oh yeah i've i've never hunted in north dakota for for snow geese but i mean it's it's got to be close to the same you know yeah. i mean north dakota is the miniature canada i guess you could say mm-hmm. yeah i mean north dakota is fucking you go out there and set a spread, like, looks good and everything, like, you're going to kill the fuck out of them. And as long as you're right where they want to be, like, there's no issue. Not like spring, it's not like spring snow goose hunting at all. Not even relevant. That's, that's what I, right. that's what I like to do is go up to fucking North Dakota and kill them up in North Dakota. That's yep. the last. I mean, I can imagine. Isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, it's unreal isn't it 50 uh it's 50 birds up there isn't it per guy yeah. yeah i think so i think it's yeah 50 a person so i mean you can you can lay them down if you really know know where they're at like mm-hmm. i never got to go this year i was fucking pissed but it is what it is my buddies went up there and they beat the shit out of them four days in a row but i mean for the ducks wise like fucking we never got our ducks until now our big push of mallards in minnesota like we're just fucking now seeing them right yeah but yeah like i said we didn't we didn't see any any push really of of ducks at all up in canada which is which is surprising just never got cold enough and yeah i can't even feel what the guys are feeling down south right now i'm sure they don't got much for ducks oh no dude like in minnesota like we are just seeing ours now, and it's a month after the season ended. Like, fucking ridiculous. We, in some spots, there's more fucking ducks than there is geese. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird, weird year. It was different, but, I mean, still fun. Still good. But just fucking, they never pushed super hard. Mm-hmm. At least for us. When did it get... Right. When did it start getting cold? I mean, it just started a couple of weeks ago. Months. 
Yeah, I mean, like we had we had some snow come down like late November. We got some birds to push, and then started to get cold, and then fucking warmed up a shit ton, melted everything, rained, and then now it's finally getting cold. Like now it's like I think like fifteen degrees outside or something. So finally getting cold, but there's only one more day of goose hunt left. So what the fuck are you gonna do? That like we literally had no snow for the past like I don't know two weeks or something like that, three weeks maybe, and we just got snow, like a good snow yesterday, and then now today again. So yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's pretty tough, but it is what it is. I mean, how's how's Texas for birds? The cranes are there. The cranes, I guess, are are always there. Um, you know, the geese, the little geese, it's, uh, for us, I guess it's been a little tougher. Um, yeah. and we don't got a good, good concentration of them as of right now. Um, just, they seem like to hunt, hang up, you know, in Oklahoma, Kansas area, a lot more, yeah. um, as the years go by, but it's been good. You know, it's been, uh, been good. Clients are happy, so can't complain yeah. about it. Oh, I hear you. How's the water down there this year? I know last year was fucking terrible. Yeah, last year was tough. Last year was tough on water. Actually, this year's a lot better. Um, there's a lot more water. I know a bunch of guys, our guides went down there around September, early September, August time, you know, to get on some more land and stuff, start leasing some more stuff out. And there's apparently there was water everywhere. Yeah. At that time. Um but obviously they haven't had rain since then and it's been what three months now so yeah. stuff's getting pretty dried up yeah quickly yeah it's a that's a shitty deal down there because i mean then you get then all you got is the city i feel like it's just fucking everything yeah. goes into the city yep yep but I don't know. texas is a fucking blast of time i go shoot little geese I went down oh, yeah. there last. I went down there last year, and that was fucking awesome. Did you just go west to the west, or where? Where were you? Amar- Amarillo. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's about two hours, hour and a half north of us, I guess. Two hours. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is there? I feel like there's a lot of competition down in Lubbock. Dude, there's so many outfitters down there. Do you? There's probably at least 20, no 25. Shit. You know, you got you got your bunch of weekend warriors. You know, there's there's four to five, you know, top outfitters down there. But, they, I mean, there's some new outfitters coming out every year down there. Guys are running over each other. It's yeah. it's a cluster. But, you know, all that ground, there's zero public land, even in Texas mainly. But yeah. out there, it's, it's all leased up. So, I guess where, where your ground is is where your ground is. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, down there, that's what I've heard is you have to fucking lease everything. Everything, everything's leased. Every every plot is leased. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, are you guys just scouting your fields that you have leased, or are you trying to find new shit? Nah, it's a little bit of both. Lease. It's it's a little bit of both. You know, obviously, there's some spots that the birds switch up. Um, yeah. 
you know, there's a, there's potential there for it not being leased, but a lot of the guides are making the same rounds every day, just checking, checking out leased spots. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you on that. I feel like that's pretty much all you could do down there. Considering that area has so many fucking hunters. Yep. Yeah. But what are you going to do? It's fucking Texas. Texas right. is a wild ride. That is for sure. It's a dusty ride. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I saw some of the winds that you guys were having down there a couple of weeks ago, and it was looked like a hell of a time. Yeah, it's, it's like the north. You know, you get a snow blizzard, but the opposite down there. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a dust blizzard. It's a dust storm. Can't even see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. I can imagine fucking just coughing up dust for the next week. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but you know, gotta do what you gotta do. Right. Fucking wild ride anyway you go. So what's your uh so you go you went to Canada and now you're in Texas, then you go to Mexico and then spring snows in Arkansas. How do you think that's gonna be looking with what you saw in Canada? Hey, it should be should be good. It should uh good hatch, very good hatch. It's yeah. it's I don't you know, I don't know much about the hatch i haven't seen the hatch you know over the last five years or something i don't know but you know the guys i work with they're they're excited they're ready yeah. you know they're ready to get after they got high hopes which is always good yeah so i'm i'm guessing there's gonna be some good numbers put up a yeah. lot of good numbers that's what i've been hearing that it's looking like a pretty good year for snows that's what i've yeah. i've heard around the block that there's been a pretty good hatch that's gonna be rolling through so it's always a positive to hear that. I mean, I love chasing spring snow. It's like anything else. Because we, I was out with uh, your guys when Corey was out in South Dakota with Matt and Shane and my, um, Jake and Jeremy and all them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. With Northern Skies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good group of guys. Oh, hell yeah. That was a hell of a time out there. Did you guys get him? Yeah, we shot me and Jake. I think we shot like 57 one day. So that was probably our best day out there. And then me and Corey were just fucking around doing some other shit. Yeah. Trying some different shit out. But I mean, it was a hell of a time. Shane shot his fucking neck collar. <laughs> oh, that lucky bastard. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fucking call. Dude, that, guy, that, that guy is just one lucky guy, man. <laughs> I swear. Dude, he was fucking telling us like the single comes in on his side and the clients were like, shoot it. And he just pulls up, shoots it, and they're like, Man, there's something on its neck. He's like, No fucking way. <laughs> Runs up, it's like fucking 18 year old neck collar. Uh, can't be too many of them left, man. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Fucking yellow neck collars, like you don't come across them very often. The diamond in the rough. Oh yeah. And then me and fucking Slimp, when we were out and shot that 57, we thought a dude was going to die in the spread that day. What? Oh, yeah. Like, this dude's like 85 years old. And he's got dementia. Like, we had to give him a ride out there because he can't walk. And, like, all this shit. And we're in the middle of hunting. Me and Slimp are just hanging out. All of a sudden, this dude starts choking. 
And we're like, what the fuck? And his son comes over and starts giving them a fucking Heimlich, like, very, very aggressive. Pops all of this fucking shit up. And we're like, oh, my God, what just fucking happened? And then he starts choking again. And the dude's like, Dad, stop eating. He's like, ah, I fucking didn't realize. (laughs) (laughs) What was Slim thinking? Dude, we were fucking freaking out. We're like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) Just so lost. And then we went back for lunch. And we brought him back to the truck because he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go like stay in the truck or whatever. We're like, all right. So we bring him back to the truck. I mean, Slim for like, yeah, there's like a 50-50 chance. Like we come back and he's just dead in the front seat. Like he's going to bring a sandwich in the fucking truck and he's going to choke and die right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, it was, it was fucking, I don't even know. It was just wild. <laughs> Dude, like he was just out there to fucking watch, and I thought he was gonna die. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, that's uh, that's a story. Oh, sure. dude, it was fucking hilarious. It was just like, what are you doing out here? But I mean, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do. All those guys out there, all of them, like, literally bought shotguns the day before. <laughs> Like game hey, Jake, can put this <laughs> Jake, put this together for me, man. <laughs> Straight out of the box. <laughs> oh yeah, they're unboxing them at the field, and we're just like, <laughs> what's going on, dude? They're all fucking strapped up in like big game shit. Every one of them has a bino harness on. Like it looks like we're going fucking elk hunting. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> It was some of the dude. It was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> oh my god, what's some of the shit you've seen fucking guiding? Like, is there any anything that comes to your mind? Oh, they even brought some you know weird that? shit out with you guys. What's that? Has anyone brought just any weird shit out with you guys? Oh, there's been like AR shotguns. I mean, like like muskets. You know, you're there's guys putting black powder. You know, they're shoving the fucking thing down the muzzle. They're loading the gun, so they, they get to shoot like once or twice every hunt. You know, you're shooting in the guides. Fucking, there's smoke coming out of black smoke coming out of the blind. You can't even fucking see. There's some shit like that. You know, guys using like red dot scopes on their shotguns. Oh my um, god. Nothing really too crazy, I guess. But some guys got some weird guns they like to bring. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. A fucking musket just romping the black powder. <laughs> just fucking romping it. <laughs> yeah, it's a sight to see. That's too good. If somebody pulled that out, be like, dude, what are you fucking doing? Like... <laughs> What are you doing? It fucking takes it takes some fucking ten minutes to get them loaded. Oh, I believe it. Shit, I mean, I don't even know how. I don't know why you'd think that'd be a good idea to bring that out hunt, like especially if everything's just fucking rolling out and you're just trying to get in, right. get out, and fucking load up quick. Next volley's coming, and you're just over there jerking yourself off with your fucking musket. <laughs> <laughs> Like, but I mean, fair enough. Like, these are own, I suppose. Right? 
And them old guys got the traditions and stuff. They can't, can't change them off their mind. No, no, not at all. So when do you uh, head down to Mexico then? So uh, me and Shane will be heading down to Mexico looking like the January 25th-ish. Okay. Somewhere roughly around there, and then we'll get back like February 15th-ish. Yeah. About two and a half week trip, roughly. Are you flying out there or driving? Uh, yes, yeah, so we fly. We fly to, gosh, I can't even remember the city. Um, southern part of Texas, southern part, very much to the border, and then we get picked up across the border, and then it's about an uh, hour and a half, two hour drive down the coast okay. to the lodge. I got you. Fair enough. Well, that'll be an exciting time. Yeah, it's always a good time. Good change of pace, different scenery. Well, I can imagine. Can you shoot lead down there? Yeah, yeah, you can. Lead, unplugged guns, anything you want. Good for them. (laughs) 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 Fuck, good for them. God, I wish we could shoot lead. Think about how many cripples you would not have to deal with if you could fucking Uh, smoke lead. You could really fuck some shit up. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, just like, even for us, when we pheasant hunt, like late season up here, late December when those birds are just tough as nails, Mm -hmm. compared to, like, if you shoot lead on public or if you're shooting, like, lead on private, the difference is fucking incredible. Nine day. Yeah. Every bird you pick up is dead. Right. Like you never have to deal with anything any of that bullshit. But I mean I guess they have their their ways that we can't use lead or whatever. But I mean like fucking Scotland you can use lead. Um where else can you use lead? For sure New Zealand you can use lead. I wanna say Africa you could probably use lead. I would say they'd probably let you use lead. Yeah. Pretty much everywhere besides us. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Can you use e-collars in Canada? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do you think that makes a yep. makes a difference for snow goose hunting up there? Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. You gotta have some sound. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen I've seen a lot of birds decoy without no e-collar on. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of. I guess sight, you know, they're good on their sight. So I guess, I mean, you can kill birds, I guess, without any collar up there, probably just fine. Yeah. Uh, but I think it definitely helps. It definitely helps. Yeah. Definitely just adds to the arsenal. Right. And up there, you can use the collar in the fall and spring. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what I thought you could use e collars in the fall, but I wasn't yep. for sure on it. But I mean, yeah, I feel like that'd be, that would definitely help. I mean, just considering that shit, like, that's the first thing they see out of their breeding grounds. Oh, yes. I mean, it's really, really, we're at the, we're at the first spot. I mean, we're right off the tree line up there. So, I mean, we're the first, we're in the first fields they see coming off the tundra. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're ready to roll and they're ready to feed and they're, them juvies are seeing their first decoy. They're seeing the first human. They're seeing the first decoller. They're really seeing the first, you know, grain-fed fields they've ever yeah. seen. So. Yeah. It's a whole different environment for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you do filming for Flyway's Finest. What's that all about? 
Yeah, so Shane and another guy, Matt Akron, uh, they started started this brand um, in the springtime of last year, and it's been a work in progress. Um, we're running a new YouTube series this year. Uh, it's a 20-episode series. I think we're on, like, episode 9 or 10 right now. Um, really, it's just throwing all throwing all of our media from all of our outfitters and just kind of combining it into one and trying to push it out of one platform instead of, you know, three to four different separate, you know, yeah. places. Yeah. Um, pretty new. Uh, we're working out the kinks, but um, it's been going good so far. Um, <laughs> we have sites on, you know, in a couple of years, moving to a, you know, subscription-based platform and trying to get off of YouTube just because it's so hard, yeah. you know, you can make money off of YouTube, I guess, in the hunting industry, unless you know you're one of them top heavy hitters. But yeah, that's just kind of what we're doing right now. We're growing with it, we're brand new, and you know, we're kind of just shooting off the hip. Yeah, how do you like how do you like it? How's everything been going? It's good, yeah, it's good, it's good. Um, uh, a lot of work, man. I mean. We're po- we're posting posting YouTube videos just as fast as I can make them. Yeah, um, but it's good. I wish uh, wish we had a little more bit planning going on, but you know it's kind of more of an off season thing. And I think next year next year we're gonna have a little more you know focus points and, and direction, I guess, of where we want to head with it. But right now we're just trying to showcase you know what our outfitters can do and and where we are and trying trying to follow the migration and trying to show everybody uh what we do yeah how long does it take to make one of those videos yeah i mean if you really want to take it apart i mean i'm gonna guess you know like a 10 minute episode 10 to 12 minute episodes is probably hour wise it's probably running a guy 40 40 hours probably oh shit 30 30 hours 30 hours probably i'm gonna say roughly from start to finish um takes you know it's not like it takes you a day or two but a good week or so to try to really get it all produced and trying to you know they ain't perfect but try to get them fine-tuned stuff but it takes a while a lot of time yeah what's your biggest go ahead no you're good i'm just saying it takes a lot of time a lot of a lot of people don't see it yeah, a lot of people don't see it in the industry. I guess you know, oh, it's a ten-minute video. The guy probably made it in two hours, but you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you know, and a lot of other people know that. Yeah, shit takes a lot of time. Oh hell yeah, shit takes so long. I mean, what's the what's the biggest thing you've learned from making these videos this year? Like, what's your biggest takeaways from? Hmm, biggest takeaway. Trying to tell a story. I mean, right now we're not really showcasing a story, and it's just kind of where I want to go. And I was just really kind of thrown into the situation, um, you know, in September. But yeah, um, takeaway is just trying to keep people engaged. That's just kind of the hardest thing in the industry is trying to keep people engaged throughout the whole video. Yeah, you know, a lot of people like to watch the video and you know drop off after the first minute or first five minutes. So. I guess that's the biggest takeaway right now is just trying to figure out how to keep 
people engaged throughout the whole video and keep keep them entertained. Yeah. What's the what's something that you've found that keeps people coming back and watching videos? Just, uh, I mean, like just yeah. compliments from people. Let's say they like this part of the video or whatever it is, whatever it is. Like, oh, I like this piece. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything in specific. Just like, what would be the thing that you noticed that has worked well for you? Uh, just having having a variety, I guess, a variety of different species throughout the video i mean yeah. obviously a lot of our videos are snow goose hunting just because that was our you know, bread and butter yeah. um you can make some honkers some ducks and snow geese you know a lot of the hunts that do we do is shooting ducks and snow geese at the same time so it kind of adds a little twist to it um i feel like a lot of people like the duck hunting in the industry yeah. a lot of people love their duck hunting but trying to have a variety variety of different things throughout the video um just so it's not, you know, just one species. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And what are you using for a camera to film all this stuff? So right now I'm running two cameras. Uh, one's a Canon uh, EOS R5 and the other one's an R6. Oh, damn. Those are spendy. Yeah, you could say. <laughs> you could say they're not, I want to say the priciest in the, in the industry but you know they get the job done yeah i like them how much do one of those run you i think the canon r5 want to see uh i think the body alone is 38 oh 35 i think it's 35 yeah. um that's without a lens and then i think Bought the R6 with the kit lens on it, and that ran, I think, 3,200. Okay. So I think without without the body, it would have been around 27, 28. Yeah. Or without yeah. the lens, it would have been 28. Yeah. Yeah, it's a spendy piece of equipment. Yeah, it takes a beating. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so, dude, it's so hard. It's so hard <laughs> to keep that shit clean, dude. Oh, I can imagine. so hard. I mean, shit traveling yeah. everywhere and fucking just like those dust storms you're talking about. I can imagine how bad that beats on a camera. The dust, the mud, the snow, the rain, you name it. Yeah. You name it. It's seen a, seen a lot of the blood. You name it. You, <laughs> you put it through it. Yeah. I mean, those things hold up pretty, pretty damn well for uh, all the shit that you guys go through, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with them. Um, I've definitely, uh, definitely looked at my camera and be like, shit, let's, <laughs> let's never do, let's never do this again, guys. <laughs> but, um, especially in the moto, the moto is where it really gets fucking gnarly. Yeah. Um, you got, you got dirt, you got fucking dust. I mean, when it's raining and you're filming in the mud, I mean, you're getting fucking roosted. You're getting, there's shit flying everywhere. There's rocks. You got to watch out. I've been hit by rocks before. I mean, rocks hitting the camera. I mean, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little too ballsy, I guess, with my camera equipment. Yeah, well, I mean, that'll happen. Get some, uh, get some good shit out of it, I suppose. Right? You got to do what you got to do. I heard that. 
<laughs> what kind of lenses are you using? Uh, I run an 18 to 105, uh, two of them. That's, a, I think, an F Falcon 4. And then that's an RF lens. And then I got an RF 35 macro lens that's fixed. I think the aperture on that one is a 1.4. Okay. 1.4. And then I got a Canon 70 to 200. And that's an EF. And then uh, also a 70 to 200, the RF. Hmm. Fair enough. What's your lens that you use most of the time? Then? Mm-hmm. Uh, the 70 to 200 RF. Yeah. I feel like that's just a good all around lens. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. So nice. So nice. Yeah. I feel like that's what, I mean, a lot of people just, because you can do everything well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can get a little, you got a little focal length. You can, you can reach out a little bit, get some tighter shots, but you also can bring it back to a good, good amount. Yeah. Oh, I hear you on that. Yeah, but how's the so for Texas now? How's the rest of the season looking? Is it is it starting to cool down out out there a little bit, or is it still pretty hot? Weather wise, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's getting colder. Obviously, our, our mornings are you know right now they're usually running twenty five, thirty degrees somewhere okay. around there. So it actually gets pretty. Pretty cold in the morning, but I mean by ten o'clock, dude, it's fifty-five, sunny out, and then by yeah. midday, it's sixty-five, sometimes seventy. It's it's crazy. The weather down there, it can be windy, cold in the morning, and then three hours into the hunt, you're shedding layers off, and yeah, it's got a weird climate. It's definitely a weird climate. Yeah, who's all down there in Texas with you? Uh, little Shane, Shane Swenson, uh, yeah. Shane Ernman. Jacob Slim, um, Jeremy, uh, Matt Akron, uh, Bo, not sure if you know him. Um, okay. I think that's it for the boys. Gotcha. Yeah. Are you guys running one group a day or two groups a day? We run two groups a day every day. Okay. Sometimes three. Oh, wow. How? What's like the average group size that you guys are running? I would say about eight. Eight? Yeah. Eight, yep. Eight ten. Yeah. Eight, That's ten. a good number. Yeah, it's perfect. Perfect yeah. number. Yeah. I mean that that's all you need right there. Shit, that's that's thirty people in one day. That's that's a good day if you're running three groups. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we stay we stay busy down there. I no. guess the demand the demand for crane hunting is pretty unreal right now. I don't know what it is. But People are just wanting to kill a crane. I don't know yeah. why. I feel like they've just blown up. Like nobody's nobody's really heard about crane hunting. Now all of a sudden everybody's fucking posting about crane hunting. God. And I feel like everyone's just getting their dick wet about wanting to go shoot yeah. cranes. It's <laughs> everybody loves it, I guess. I mean, I guess, you know talking to shane you know for you know four to five years ago wasn't wasn't the biggest deal yeah so with the band well i guess really wasn't there but now shane can't even keep people off yeah like it's crazy it's crazy is that what most of your guys clients come for is cranes yeah mainly 
Yeah. Um, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of, we run a lot of crane, a lot of crane hunters. We do get, you know, we do run, you know, 10 to 20, maybe hunts a year chasing little geese, but yeah. mainly it's day in, day out. It's mainly crane hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Got to get it while it's hot, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely, I definitely say they're one of the smartest birds out there. Yeah. next to a snow goose and uh, they're definitely definitely picking up on some things and definitely getting harder and harder and you know every year with the pressure yeah. and, and you know more states allowing them to hunt them but it's uh it's been good yeah i wish we could shoot them up here in minnesota i mean we could shoot them in the northwest corner but like i'm saying like the entire state because i mean we see so many cranes down through our early season like where I'm at, there's a fuck ton of cranes. And we can't so you can hunt them. them. You can hunt them in a certain zone, or how does that work? Yeah, so it's literally like the northwest corner of Minnesota. You can hunt. Like, I don't, I don't understand why they do it. I mean, I've done, I've went up there and hunted cranes, and I mean, there's a lot more fucking cranes up there than there is down here, but. At the same time, like you'd think they'd at least like just let one, like should even if they gave us like a couple cranes a year, you could go shoot. Like I'd be fucking happy. Yeah, what's what's the limit up there? You can shoot two a day in the northern corner, and the tag's like three dollars. Shut up. Yeah, the tag's oh. like fucking three bucks, and you can go shoot two a day. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, they they got some pretty dang big feeds up there, though, like, for Minnesota-wise. Like, I mean, there's four to 500 cranes in the field, yep. which for Minnesota is a fuck ton. Right. So, yep. I mean, I can see why they do it in a sense, but at the same time, like, you think, like, I mean, just at least give us a couple cranes to shoot down here. I feel like the other piece of the crane deal is like everybody hears how good they are and they want to try. Yeah, I personally think they're probably the best bird there is to eat. Oh yeah, yeah, For sure. They're fucking. Yeah, delicious. I think that's the that's the biggest thing. I think that's why people are, that's the biggest thing that they're hooked on. Yeah, is at the table fair. I mean, everybody I talked to, like, if you had crane, is it really that good? Mm. Fuck yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Like, it's really good. It's very hard to fuck up crane. Like, you make it any way you want. It's pretty damn hard to mess it up. Yeah. So I feel like that's probably a big piece of it, too. And, I mean, just the amount of people that post about it nowadays. Because, I mean, there's strictly crane guides all over the place now. Just hunting cranes. Right. There's a pretty big, pretty big need for it, I suppose. But yeah, I don't know. Cranes are fun as fuck to hunt, though. I mean, how do you do? You guys usually, how do you guys hunt the cranes down there? Yeah, so we run, uh, we run that portable uh, trailer blind, that A-frame hydraulic yeah. A-frame blind. So we run that, and then we're running full bodies, usually, um, you know, hundred to two hundred, probably. Yeah, full bodies, full body spread. Um, 
kind of edge them if we can. You know, a lot of the fields really don't have a hide down there, so usually you got to plop that thing right in the middle. But yeah. usually just setting up right in the middle and, you know, stand there pretty quiet. We don't really call at them. I know some different outfitters call at them. Um, we've tried it. Haven't seen any difference. Um, we do some whistling. The juvies do this weird juvie whistle, but we try to mimic that. I guess is you can call it our calling, but usually it's just a sit and wait game. Hmm. Fair enough. Do clients ever like question about like why you aren't calling? And I feel like yeah, we definitely. Yeah, we definitely get a few. We definitely yeah. get a few. You know, like, why the hell aren't clients. you calling? Right. Like right. Are. Yeah. <laughs> um, they work a lot on site. Um, yeah. You're being loud in the blind and stuff. I mean, obviously, you can tell that they're going to be worried and they're not going to like it. So try to stay still and quiet as possible and, yeah. and let, let the birds do what they want to do. And, you know, sometimes they're going to fuck off, but sometimes they're going to eat it right up. So yeah. it's kind of a hit, hit or miss game on that. Um, Green's got their own, their own mind. You know, they wake up in the morning, they might change their mind right there, but um yeah. Usually on the, on the windier days, usually we kind of have better days. Um, you get too much wind. Usually they're struggling too much to get to us. Yeah. Usually short stop, but usually like a little wind. Just keeps them down a little bit so they don't get as high on us. Yeah. Kind of belly crawl. Yeah, well, I hear you. And you were saying about the edge hide. Yeah, like Texas, it's fucking hard to hide in fields. So hard. So okay. hard. I mean, for cranes, that's a whole nother level. Right. And have you seen that trailer, Brian? I think I have. I think okay. I looked at it. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy to hide. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Not, not easy. Uh, do you guys ever run, like, pivots? No, we have in the past. A um, few times. But, you know, we try to stay away from them, honestly. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I know Jake. I know Jake's not a fan of them. Yeah. Usually, a lot of the guides try to stay away from them. I don't know why. Um, I've definitely sat in spreads before where we've done it and killed them. Yeah. Um, you know, if we got really no other option, we might try it. Um, but just kind of, you know, if they get behind you, or get to the left of you, or to the right of you, they kind of, they kind of freak out from that, from that pivot. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, I don't know, like pivots for us. I really like hunting over pivots for big geese. Yeah. But I mean, that's a whole different fucking bird. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I could definitely see the cranes getting kind of weary about it. Do you, uh, you guys got a lot of pivots up there or are they pretty sparse? Oh yeah, we got a shit ton. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's there's quite a few. There's a lot of dude. We talked to this one farmer. I think it was last year. Asked on his field, and dude, he fucking bitched me out for no reason at all. Like, yeah, I care if I hunt, whatever. And then he just starts going on. He's like, "You're gonna shoot my pivot. You're gonna shoot tires off of it." Da 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 da. I'm like, nope. Definitely not. Like, nah, I won't get close to your pivot at all. Don't worry about it. And he's like, well, if I had a flat tire, 
you wouldn't come pull over and help me on the side of the road because that's not what you folks do. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, what are you talking? And just fucking going on and on. But he was so hung up on his pivot. I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. I wasn't even going to fucking hunt back pivot. It was literally the field. Of mm. Yeah, there's some uh, some crazy farmers out there. Oh my there's God. definitely some crazy ones. Dude, there's, we, there was just one... There's one hunt this year and like this dude was like going on and on about his brother's cats that live in the barn. Dude's got like 40 cats that live in this barn. And he's like, do not shoot the cats. Like repeatedly over and over and over again. Like I cannot stress it enough. My brother loves these cats. Do not shoot the cats. And I'm like, dude, I'm out there goose hunting. Like I'm not. I won't even go next to the barn. Like, you don't have to worry about it. And then I realized like they live together, and it's kind of like a weird vibe that they're just like both very very weird. But I was like, whatever, man. Like you do you. I'm not gonna shoot your brother's cats. So I don't know what you're stressing about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time. I think it was last year, maybe two years ago. It was my first year. I was scouting out with Jake, found this greaser. I mean, it had 10, 15,000 lusters in it, probably five, 6,000 grain in it. Goes up to this farmer. He's got this huge machine shop. You know, he knocks on the door, no answer. You know, he's knocking on the door again, no answer. Goes back to the truck. He's like, Miles, what should I do? I'm like, just, just write a note, you know, just leave it on the door. Starts writing this note. I was like, yeah, go check the machine shop. Just go knock on the door. Goes in there, he opens it up. You know, anyone in here? No. Goes up to the door and knocks again. Next thing I know, dude, this guy's walking out, and Jake is on the steps, walking backwards with his hands up. And this guy's got a sawed-off freaking shotgun barrel, pointing right at fucking Jake's head. I'm like, holy shit! Jake's like, no, no. And the guy's like, who the fuck you think you are? Get off my goddamn property, you fucking bastard! Jake's like, geez, Jesus. He's freaking running back to the truck. Two out of there, gone. I was like, holy shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, I guess that's probably the craziest, craziest farmer I've seen. Just got a sawed-off shotgun barrel just pointing right down Jake's head. That's wild. It's like, is this about to happen right now? Yeah, no shit. Oh, my God. The hop and Jake's truck and the driver's seat and get out of here. <laughs> Just fucking get the hell out of there. Yeah. I mean, closest thing I've had to a farmer with a gun is I went up and one dude was like, Do I need to grab my gun or is this all right? And I'm like, Oh, dude, we're good. Like, fuck, just want to hunt. Like, ah, all right, no worries. Then. I won't grab it. <laughs> and that was the closest scenario I've had with a gun. But that would not be fun. Fucking walking up there and all of a sudden, fuck that. I <laughs> just screaming, dude. Just screaming at him. Dude, there's some, I mean, there's some wild people out there. I, dude, I just, at, I just asked on a farm like two days ago. Went up to him and I get to his shed in the back and he comes out. He's like, Fuck no. And I'm like, what? 
He's like, you're not fucking goose hunting. I know what you're here for. And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> like, didn't say one thing to him. And he was just like, fuck, no. You're not coming out here. Yep. There's some people like that back at home. For sure. Yeah, for sure. The dude was just pissed about, like, fucking past hunters and shit like that, which I mean, understandable. Uh, yeah. Then he was, then I started disagreeing with him, and he was a peach of a guy. But he's like, yeah, sorry, I came off a little fucking strong. But I just fucking, <laughs> I can't do it. And I'm like, yeah, huh? I hear you on that. Like, no yeah. worries. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Very, very nice up here, like, how we don't have to fucking lease anything, though, compared to, like, Texas. Yeah, that is nice. Yep. Like, yep. Because that would be, that'd be a bitch. I mean, they're spending a lot of fucking money on leases down there. A lot. Yeah. Big number. A lot of money. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've heard of people spending 500 to $2,000 on a day lease. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those farmers, uh, I mean, what I don't get is I don't know why the farmers don't want it. I mean, it's free money. It's easy money, free money. I mean, it's kind of stupid if you don't take it. But, you know, some people got their opinions on it. Some people have had bad experiences and whatnot. But, yeah, you know, we treat we treat our farmers good, you know, keep them up up to standards and pay them up. Sometimes pay them up front. You know, paying weekly or whatnot. Sometimes we're getting five to six, seven hunts out of the same field. Yeah. Um. You know, they're getting a good, pretty good paycheck at the end of it. Oh, I hear you. I mean, that's the thing. Like, somebody pays you a thousand dollars to hunt your field. Like, thousand bucks is a thousand bucks, no matter who the fuck you are. Right. Nice. Fucking do nothing. There's lots of people go hunt. I I don't see why you wouldn't do that. Because, I mean, like, 500, it's, like, one thing. It's, like, eh, yeah, like, I could fucking go make that or whatever in a day or two. But at the same time, like, I don't have to work for it. But, I mean, then you stick a 1000 bucks out there, and it's, like, yeah, 1000 bucks, a 1000 bucks. Yeah, a little game changer then. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, that just, that extra zero makes it all. Oh, yeah. Right. There's no question about that, but I don't know. I want to hear more about your motocross club. How the hell that all got started and what you got going on for that? Yeah, so uh, basically, uh, a lot of my work is actually done in Minnesota. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, you know where Mora, Minnesota is? Mora, You know where Cambridge is? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so Cambridge has got a track, and then Mora is like, I don't know, half an hour north of there. Okay. Um, got really good connections with the people that owned it, and they usually run like a 8 to 10 race schedule every year and try to hit everyone as much as I can, and uh, I do very well, very well up there. Um, yeah. I guess the moto, the moto community, I guess would say is a little more wealthier, I guess, out in Minnesota compared to back at home. Uh, I don't don't know what it is, but I find myself going to Minnesota, gosh dang, almost every weekend during the summer. Mm. Um, So basically, I guess a weekend uh, looks like 
you know, you roll in on a Friday. Usually Friday is like a practice day, and then Saturday and Sunday is usually race days. Um, so basically, beginning of the week, you know, on a Monday, Tuesday, usually throwing something out on Instagram, you know, hey, I'm going to be here, this and that, give them a little hype reel or something, and uh, put it on Facebook. Usually the tracks are sharing it. And yeah. then really basically getting individual packages, um, you know, individual video, you can do an individual photo package or you can do an individual, you know, like a dual package, photo and video. Um, so usually try to get everybody booked, you know, by Wednesday, Thursday. So I guess I know who to look for, you know, who to film throughout the weekend. Uh, and pretty much just filming them, filming them through practice, filming them through the race and then usually just dicing up their photos and uh videos you know on the next week monday tuesday dishing that out and it's on to the next one usually fair enough seems like a good summer gig yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> it's a lot harder work um uh, usually i'm usually running you know on a good weekend it's usually 10 to 14 oh wow uh, which is a lot to handle for one guy yeah um you know kids are racing in multiple classes there's usually 20 classes a day you know they race two times in each class each day Jeez. so it gets chaotic you know when you get when you get a lot of guys you're running all over and it's just it's a grind yeah yeah that seems like a seems like a lot for one dude it can be it's yeah. worth it though i enjoy it man um oh, that's i guess where i can get that's where my fun filming is at i guess yeah. that's where my original passion came from um super passionate about the sport never raced <clears throat> did some practices one time but just just not for me i guess or i stay behind the camera and not kill myself but yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> guys are nuts dude guys are nuts some of the shit they do is just unbelievable i don't know how they do it like that is such a dangerous sport god yeah i've seen some nasty stuff oh i can nasty what's the worst thing you've seen anyone do to themselves like break bone some oh puncture lungs you know snap their neck you know, I mean, their arm, you know, elbow coming out. I mean, I've, I've seen femurs, shit like that, guys are raking. I mean, I've seen guys crash right in front of me and get, you know, their head ran over, you know, and then their chest is ran over and then their legs are ran over by the guys right behind them. And next thing you know, there's a chopper coming in and they're getting airlifted out. It's it's a scary sight, man. Um, seen some, seen some crazy stuff. Dude, I don't even know what to say. That, uh, I, I, I mean, it's gritty. Uh, it's gritty. Uh, dude, I can barely even look at my own blood. I just, all that shit just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is about like humans and breaking shit or bleeding. I just can't do it. Fucking got a deer, no problem, do whatever. But when it comes to like human blood or, ugh. freaks out. Yeah, it's just fucking crazy. Yeah, I've, there's some bodies that have been thrown off bikes that probably, you know, 
their body shouldn't have gone that way. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh. Guys, the guys are going, you know, the guys are going 30 to 40 miles an hour and you, you make one mistake and you, you cross rod or something, or, you know, you just one little, I mean, it's just one little fuck up. Oh yeah. It can be one little fuck up could turn into, you know, the biggest mistake of your life. It's really <laughs> what it comes down to. Yeah. It's just like fucking motorcycles. I mean, you hit the wrong little rock. I'm like, you're done. Nope. Ah, thank God. But I, them guys, them guys live and die by it. You know, it's just who they oh, are. Yeah. It's in their blood, and the, you know, I've seen guys get knocked out, completely knocked out, and have gone to them. You know, taking off their helmet and directing people off the track. You know, I'm out there, rain the rain the heat of it. Yeah, you know, a lot. Of a lot of times people can't get there and usually I, sometimes I'm there before, you know, the medics and stuff like that. And, you know, taking bikes, you know, snap bikes and broken bikes, pushing them off the track and just, uh, it's gnarly, man. It's, it's fun, but it's dangerous. I hate, I hate to see people, yeah. you know, have accidents like that. I hate it. You know, it probably not the nicest thing out there. No, not at all. Yeah, teach their own. Like, I mean, I couldn't do it, but it's just like hunting. Fucking love to hunt. Some people fucking would be like, nah, I can never do that. Same thing for me on motocross. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, God bless those dudes because I could never throw myself in the air like that. <laughs> Like not a shot. No, same here, uh, brother. <laughs> hey, I was watching some of the videos on your stuff, and I was like, "Nope, like that's sick to watch. Like that is really cool to watch." But like, you would never catch my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be different. You gotta be in a completely different mindset to hop on one of them things. <laughs> oh my god, you gotta be jacked up on like fucking ten monsters, and you're just like, ah. I'm ready to fucking roll. Like, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But I kind of, I wanted to hear more about the Chasing 49. Because that seems like a really cool gig. Yeah, them guys are, them guys are also a different marine, you know. Um, yeah. I never, I guess I never thought I'd get into turkey hunting, you know, two even two years ago, even a year ago. Like, yeah. I, you know, you want a turkey hunt? And be like you're stupid. Who the fuck cares about a turkey? You know. Um, got hooked up with them, um, and really just fell in love with it, man. It's uh, it's definitely a different change in pace, I guess, for me coming out of waterfall hunting. Yeah. Um, it's a completely different perspective. Yeah. You know, filming. It's a different pace. Um, it, it's I enjoy it. I don't know, you know, a lot of people ask me, do you enjoy waterfall hunting or turkey hunting? You know, I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's it's, it's borderline. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I love doing it. And uh, it's just, the hunting is just a different, different vibe. You know, I guess you appreciate the bird and maybe a little bit more. Yeah. You oh, know, uh, but I love filming it. Absolutely, I've fallen in love with filming turkeys. Uh, I'll be a turkey hunter the rest of my life. Yeah, 
that's the same thing with me. Like, shit, I mean, two years ago, if you'd asked me if I really enjoy turkey on that deck, eh. mm-hmm. I mean, it's something to do. But after these past two years, we've been going down to a spot in like near Winona, right on the border of Wisconsin and Minnesota. Fuck, dude, I fell in love with the turkey hunting down there. Mm-hmm. I, I eat that shit up down there. It is so much fun. I, How is the country just, down there? Steep I've heard it pretty, That's what I've heard. That's what I really heard. Yeah, like, you want to put on the stair stepper miles, like, fucking romp down there. I, my turkey I shot this year was in the bottom of a valley. We, like, the day before we hunted um there at this one spot, and we noticed that they'd go down the valley, then circle around, and then come back up through our field in the afternoon, and then go roost in this tree right next to it. And so I was like, all right, I get there in the morning, on top of the hill, blow owl call. I hear them there, and they jump off the roost. They start going down the hill. I start following them, and they kind of cut across to the west, which is we can't hunt over there. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just go all the way to the bottom. I know they're going to come down there. And sure enough, like, dude, I, uh, we got down there. I literally fell asleep for like 20 minutes. And then, because it was like our last day out there. And I was like, I'm so fucking tired. And then the rain woke me up. And so a couple droplets of rain hit, woke up. All of a sudden, I hear him right up on top of us. I give him a couple plucks, fucking three toms barrel down. I shoot one of them. And that fucking walk back up that hill, dude. I literally, it was like, I don't know, it was probably like 40 degrees, 45 degrees. I was literally, I took all my clothes off, like, besides my pants. Like, I was literally, like, shirtless walking up this hill. (laughs) I was, dude, it's literally an incline that's just straight up. And I'm carrying this Mondo turkey, and I'm just like, it's so hot. And I have, fuck, I have, like, decently decently bad asthma and I didn't have my inhaler and so that didn't help at all either. Yeah. And I sweat like a son of a bitch. And so it's just like it's it's so much fun, but it's like it's very steep walking. Because it's right. really just up down, up down, up down. No matter yep. where you go. <laughs> but the nice thing is like most of the properties that we have permission on they have roads to the top. So you can take your truck all the way to the top of the hill. And so you don't have to mess around like doing all that. Yeah. Which I mean, down there, that's where all the turkeys are up on top of the hill. Very rarely. I mean, you'll get some birds that go down to the bottom, but you gotta be, you gotta be up top. That's where they, that's where they like to hang out. This is what I've noticed. Like yeah, get, they like that high country. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they like to be up there, see everything from up there, and then just kind of stick around. But 
that yeah i i love working down there that's so much fun i yeah i don't know what was the coolest spot you turkey on this year Oof. that's it's tough um i'm gonna say either idaho yeah or or montana one of the two. I'd, I'd say Idaho, probably. I had yeah. to go with more. Yeah. Same terrain, you know, steep hills, rolling hills, mountains. Yeah. You're calling turkeys that are, you know, almost directly above you. Um, just just the scenery. And from a photographer's standpoint, it's, it's a dream. Yeah. It's a dream out there. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful country. Yeah. Couldn't ask for anything better out there. Oh, I hear you. Where'd you take that video of the coyote on your Instagram? That coyote was in Mississippi, actually. Uh, we were on a turkey. We had him gobbling. He kind of got hung up on us. And, uh, yeah, we sat on him for maybe, I don't know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Wasn't budging. He was probably, you know, 120 yards. Just was not coming through. And down there, like, it's a jungle. Yeah, straight jungle, and that would have been yeah. in Mississippi. So we're hunting right off the Mississippi River, basically. Okay. Um, <laughs> he wasn't coming, and uh, next thing you know, dude, I catch something out of the corner of my eye. I'm just about to fall asleep. Next <laughs> thing you know, here's a coyote. I can you not probably walking 10, 15 yards, just eyeballing me, straight eyeballing me the whole time, just creeping, creeping. Finally got the camera on him, and eventually he walked in front of Keith, um, who's from Chase Forty Nine, and he let her, he let her flung, rolled him. <laughs> oh, you love to see it. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a cool little video you put together. Yeah, I'd say uh, it's one of the cooler shots, I guess. You know, when I've I've gotten, I guess, but. Um, yeah, it's definitely definitely a clip I look back on and it's it's pretty badass. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent That's what I've heard about Mississippi is just those birds are a bitch to hunt. And it's a jungle. We struggle. Struggle. We struggled. We hunted there for four days and probably struck four to five gobblers the whole really? time. I mean Got in close on a few of them, but it came down to the wire, and uh, we were actually hunted hunted this piece that was flooded. Uh, we had to take take a ranger, you know, it was flooded, so we drove through this road, all through this backwoods and stuff, and it was a property that was surrounded by water, and uh, had a little, little pasture in it. It was beautiful, beautiful. Had probably I don't know five six hens out there, and it was our last day. Me and Keith had to get out of there by by noon. We had to fly back, and it's probably you know nine o'clock, ten o'clock. So we're getting down to the last wire. Yeah. Pretty much just let Keith go do what he had to do. Pretty much just sat back and you know sat there on the ground for an hour and a half, nothing. Just and then eventually just hear boom. Made a crawl on one and shot one at 50, 60 yards, and which is a pretty ballsy shot, I guess, for a turkey hunter. Yeah. But I guess he trusted what he had to do and he got it done. And he was pretty pumped about it, and I think that was that was a big moment for him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, 50, 60 yards is fucking poke. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's all about, I mean, how your gun patterns and all that type of shit. Like, right. If you're shooting, if you're shooting it, then you know what it looks like at 60 yards. Like then it's not as bad, but I mean, if you don't know what your pattern looks like at 60, like <laughs> that's poke. Yeah. Don't. Yep. Yep. I was, God, I forget what I was reading, but it was like, they were talking about turkey hunting and like how many BBs you're supposed to have hit the head for like it to fucking kill it. I think it was like, you have to have for sure 10 BBs to hit the head to kill it. Wow. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So I was like, huh. Very interesting because I mean, you'd think like if you had a few, you'd be fine. I mean, should even if you had like five or six, you think uh-huh. that would do the job? But yeah, they were saying like 10 to really to make sure that turkey's dead. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're tough. Yeah, I'll give them that. They're tough. They're tough, son of a guns. Oh, hell yeah. My buddy in our camp, we have like a we have a landowner that lets us hunt and he has a hunting shack down there that he lets us stay at. And so we just go hunt like all of his property and all the neighboring properties and stuff like that. And usually have like five guys come down, but last year, my buddy had a buddy filming and then had me and then my other buddy for like the first three days. And then two guys came like the last two days. And I told my one buddy that he could shoot the first one because I shot one last year and no one else did. First morning we got out there, misses it at like 20 yards. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, dude, it was, I was like, what are you doing? Like, you fucking nefson. Like, literally, we have this bird roosted. It's like 60 yards from us, like in this tree line. We're right on the field. Bird has no idea where that And he flies down, runs up the hill, like 20 yards in the field. Doesn't shoot. And then he thinks it's going to get closer. It doesn't. And then it starts moving kind of west of us. Still at 20 yards, but behind this like tree branch, like this tree brush. And then there's the other side of it's just a clearing. And for some reason, he decides to shoot right in the tree brush. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, well, you had your shot, so now I'm gonna try to kill one. Right. You fucked up. Now it's my turn. Uh, well, dude, the turkey, the turkey I shot too. My buddy that was filming, I was like, because I knew it was those three toms. I was like, dude, fuck your camera, like to shoot one of these, because it'll be your first turkey. So I was like, don't even worry about your camera. Like it's fine. We'll double up. He's like, all right, sounds good. And they're like 15 yards, and I kind of peeked back. Still has his camera in his hand. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. I guess he doesn't want to shoot. So I just let him have it. And then he's like, dude, I didn't even realize you were going to shoot. I had thing in like fucking automatic, and it was getting videos of all the trees. I'm like, yeah, that's why you put it in fucking me. <laughs> so you can like actually <laughs> zoom in on him. So he didn't, he didn't shoot, and he didn't get the video. So. God damn it. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I was like, uh, you live and you learn, I guess. Oh, yeah. And you. 
But yeah, I mean, yeah, brother, I appreciate you jumping on. Um, wrap things up here. Is there anything else that you'd want to kind of cover before we, before we wrap it all up? That should be it, man. I appreciate you uh, having me on tonight. Heck, it's been yeah. a pleasure. That was awesome. Got to do it again. Oh yeah, you just let me know. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Maybe, uh, maybe before summer starts, we can hear more about your turkey hunting and all about snow goose and Mexico. Yeah, that'll work, buddy. All right, brother. I'll chat with you later, and thanks for jumping on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah, you as well. We'll see you.